you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. What's up? Welcome to Good Morning Football. We are presented by Ring. We are also here live in New York City. It's Tuesday, February 7th. I'm Jamie Erdahl. That's Kyle Brandt. Hello. Peter Schrager. Jason McCourty. Again, Jason, I keep checking in with you. First yeah. Super Bowl week experience. Yeah. Post-playing time. Are you missing it yet? Or are you still enjoying that chair? Do I miss the Super Bowl? No. Do you miss oh, playing and being say, a yeah, part well, of it and the preparation? Yeah. I mean, the time I went to the Super Bowl, but typically 13 years, 12 of those 13 years, I was always watching mm. all of the hoopla because I was not there or I was hosting the family. So, yes, I'm enjoying spending time with you guys, mm-hmm. hanging out at the table, talking about mm-hmm. it. And mm-hmm. is it because we're talking about it every day, or do you actually feel that this matchup in particular is a special one? Oh, yeah, this matchup is definitely a special one. Uh, obviously, the Super Bowl is always a fun time, but these two quarterbacks in this moment, I think it's going to be incredible mm. to watch them come Sunday afternoon. Mm, that's fantastic. Guys, it's been a great year with all. Sure has. Oh, looking ahead to Super Bowl 57, here. first season in our books. Almost time for the lead block. Time for the lead block. Uh, here is a beautiful shot of Hole in the Rock. Oh, yeah, I like this. Uh, this is a natural geological formation, Papago Park, located within Phoenix and Tempe. Um, you learn things when you watch Good Morning Football. You yeah. also learn things when you listen to these two fine gentlemen. Mike Giardi and Omar Ruiz, they are on site. They are assigned to their various teams. We're pretty sure they're not in the same room, yet they could be 10 feet apart in front of different backdrops, and you'd never know it. So let's keep the, let's keep the jig up. Uh, Mike, let's start with you. Players took the mic last night. You had your eye on a certain Chiefs defensive player. Please tell us about him. Well, we spent so much time talking about Chris Jones, obviously, because he's the most dominant defensive lineman in football, at least he was this year. Uh, but Frank Clark is such an important piece for this football team. And to hear him talk last night, he took us all the way back to his roots when he was drafted by Seattle and how he learned. And he started listing off the guys that were on that defense, right? Michael Bennett, Cliff Averill, Cam Chancellor, um, Richard Sherman, on and on it went. And he's giving you all these names. And then he's saying, like, I was about five or six years younger than they were at that time. So I didn't get the chance to be this kid. They were like, no, no, they pushed me. They pushed me hard. He said there were times, of course, as a young player, you're still trying to learn the league where maybe you want to take it easy that day. And he said they did not let me do that. And he's carried that with him to this point forward and has said made him a much better player. And now he's going to be tested because we look at him and say, you know, he's obviously, in the, especially in the postseason, he's been a terrific pass rusher, prolific, quite frankly. But he'll be challenged in this game because of the running style that the Eagles bring to the table, the RPOs. And when Spags was talking about it earlier in the week, he said, like, the defensive ends, they're the most important people on the field for us. That's how these teams want to operate. They want to see what you're doing with your ends. They want to see if they take the cheese for some of these things. So Frank Clark going to have to play a very disciplined game. But he learned how to be disciplined many, many moons ago from that Seattle team that, by the way, should have won way more than just one Super Bowl. 
Just one. I don't know. Listen, anytime you have a chance to throw it to Ricardo Lockett on the goal line, you got to do it instead of handing it off. Omar, uh, <laughs> the Eagles have famous <laughs> offensive linemen. Uh, it's a rare thing. They have multiple. And they all went to some place called Stoutland University, which is in reference to their <laughs> offensive line coach, Jeff Stoutland. Tell us about this man, because he looms large in this game. Yeah, he's become a legendary assistant coach for the Philadelphia Eagles. Came in in 2013 under Chip Kelly, then was retained by Doug Peterson, won a Super Bowl with Peterson, and then again was retained by Nick Sirianni. I asked him last night how the value of the relationships that he builds with his players compares to the competitive component of his job, the winning and the losing, because everybody talks about him, everybody raves about him. And he said he hardly ever talks about winning. Then emphatically, he says, he never ever talks about winning he talks about preparation the dedication to prepare the focus on the game plan and learning from mistakes he says everything else takes care of itself easy to see why everybody loves Jeff Soutland easy to see why he's had so much success those uh, Philadelphia uh, front five will be ready on Sunday had a great career coaching that this group feels extra special ahead of this matchup. Guys, we appreciate it. We'll talk to you in a little bit here on Good Morning Football. So we learned a lot from opening night, and that includes what motivates Patrick Mahomes. Here's our own Michael Irvin with the Chiefs superstar quarterback. And you have certainly been the best man. This third time in four years playing in this game. One one, we came up short with one. Which would you say you've gained the most knowledge from, the win or the one that you came up a little short of? The, the loss, for sure. Um, the win is amazing. It's one of the best moments of your entire life. And you uh, you take away all the positives from that. But that loss, that stings. That motivates you for years. And uh, that's what it's done for me. Is It's motivated me to be back in this game again. Um, and I want to make sure that I can have that winning feeling, not that losing one, because that, that losing feeling is one that you'll never forget. That's a special personality to say. Yeah, that one Super Bowl win was nice, but the loss was horrific. That is motivation in and of itself. He's back uh, in this game for the third time in four seasons. What would that second Super Bowl win mean for Patrick Mahomes as you look at his Ooh. legacy? Yeah, I don't like the L word. What do you mean? I don't like the L word. The show? Legacy. Um, it's... <laughs> Remember that show, Peter, the L word? Yes. It was a big show. Showtime. Yeah, different. Uh, I was back there was a network called Showtime. Really? Yeah, I love it. Then. I like that uh, show. The L word. It was good. Um, <laughs> I, what's the second one mean? We've got so many great accolades, so many stats. To me, I live in the now. Okay. It means he's the king. He's the one on the throne. Brady's gone. Rogers missed the playoffs. Okay. Okay. Lamar's yeah. dealing with contract <laughs> stuff. Hasn't missed the playoffs. Made plus Here two we years. go. Josh Allen can't get to an AFC Championship game again. Joe Burrow's no longer around. <laughs> Mahomes is the dude. Yeah. That's what the second Super Bowl means. That this offseason, we're back to Mahomes is the guy. It's not. This is the year of Josh Allen. Or this is the year of Joe Burrow. Herbert's next. Herbert. You know, all that stuff is great, yeah. and you could use those future terms. Next. 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 But Mahomes is now. He's, if he wins a second ring, it means this year without Tyreek Hill, he won a, an MVP award, his second. He won a Super Bowl, his second. And on the path to doing that, obviously beat uh, Joe Burrow and Jalen Hurts, who seems like he might be next in the conversation as well. I don't want to go big picture. I, I, you could if you want. But I'm going to live in the now and say he's the king of the NFL. 
and there will be no one higher than him on the NFL Top 100. There will mm. be no one doing any of the endorsements. It's going to be Mahomes' world, and we're all living in it. If Mahomes loses, mm-hmm. well, then you're one and two in Super Bowls. It's not as glamorous, and maybe Jalen Hurts has his moment. So, to me, the loss is almost more intriguing than the win. The win, well, we've already been in this world. Mahomes on top, and everyone that's been trying to come for him, I'm just kind of pushing him away. Yeah, to that point, I think it's actually kind of a more interesting story if the Eagles win. Because if Mahomes win, it's just like, mic drop, whatever you want to call it. The Eagles win, it's disarray. It's chaos. What do we make of this? So we're a multi-generational show. Last night I had dinner, just the two of us, just me and Calvin, my nine-year-old. And everything about him is who would win, Darth Vader versus Wolverine. Like, we just constantly ask him questions like that. Constant lists. He loves that. And I try to answer. So... He says, so who's, the, who's, the, who's the best quarterback ever? And I go, well, that's Brady. And he says, but who's the best quarterback now? And I say, well, it's Mahomes. So then it's fine. But he goes, but what if Mahomes wins the Super Bowl? Can he be the best ever? And I'm like, son, I'm teaching you well. Let's go. Now it's on. Because to Peter's point, Mahomes winning this one then opens up this whole can of worms about trajectory. And like this, 10 seconds after Brady retires, now we're like, Mahomes has next, and he is winning two rings and three appearances. And, like, I already felt like I'm, Calvin is now going to be 25 and 30 years old, and he's going to be saying, Mahomes is the greatest ever. And I'm be like, no, Brady. And it feels like LeBron versus Jordan, mm-hmm. like my generation versus yours. And if Mahomes gets a second ring and a third appearance, and he's been there so few years, and he hosts the title game every year, and he's never played a road playoff game, then we're starting to say, could he catch Brady? Could he do this? It is just, the sky's the limit if he wins this one. Another ring, another pro- parade then it's on then it's like okay well he's gonna be the greatest ever he's our lebron of football Mm. if he loses it's like you gotta cash those rings in man that's how we count this thing you're great and you're amazing you're always there but you gotta get the rings so i think if if he loses it's much messier and much more interesting if he wins it's just like i'm gonna lay waste to the world and i'm gonna try to catch brady someday yeah Yeah, i love the combination of it you said mahomes has now you said he has next and he wins this game he has both of them and you go back to 2018 his first year starting and this guy goes out there over 5,000 yards 50 touchdowns joins peyton manning and at that point everybody was talking about like my goodness this guy could be the next best quarterback to ever play the game and now here we are he's in his third super bowl you win this one, and now I feel like the talk, it just continues to legitimize mm-hmm. his stake at the throne of becoming that. Now, obviously, this second one doesn't put him, hey, yeah, now he's better than Brady, but now he can continue that conversation. And I think it's special because you look at the prior one, and he wins with a guy like Tyreek Hill, who has been so incredible. And you look at Kobe Bryant when he was on his reign, and he wins with Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah. And it's just like, well, it was Shaq, I like then it. it was Kobe. Okay. And we knew Kobe's mantra and how he was, and you knew how much he wanted to win when Shaq left. And now we look at Mahomes. Tyreek Hill leaves, he goes to Miami, has a ton of success, Mm -hmm. and yet Kansas City is still here right in the Super Bowl, and it gives Patrick Mahomes this opportunity to say, yeah, I know, I won that one with Tyreek Hill, and I know I had Kelsey, and then he left. And now, yeah, Paul Gasol came in. Kelsey still stayed for me, and it's his opportunity now to win with less around him. Interesting. I'm not going to pretend like that, that right around the mid-90s and right mm. around the mid-2000s, I was being paid to conceptualize dynasties and like how <laughs> runs were being made. So I asked the table this. In the mid-90s, were people really like watching Michael Jordan play and they were like, this is a dynasty. This is the beginning of it. You're watching greatness. Or 
were you on the back end of it and you were like, wow, what have we been watching for the last? Mm-hmm. My point is this. We live in this society where we want to... We, we want society. We want, yes. Joker. <laughs> we want answers now. We want entertainment now. We want to be right early and often. Sure. Yeah. Are people trying to get on the Chiefs, Dynasty, Patrick Mahomes experience just to make sure that I called it first. Mm-hmm. I called it at mm-hmm. his second one. I called it at his third appearance. Just think, just so they're ahead of this wave. Right. If you were looking at Brady's second Super Bowl when he was younger than Patrick Mahomes is now, were, were people really on this like psychotic bandwagon about like he's going to win seven? I promise you. Or were you just allowing the experience to happen? And it wasn't until a little bit, a few more down the road, is my point. Yeah. Do you really start to say? This is becoming something. Are we doing it too early? Well, no. Look, I, Jamie, it's great, and we could do an hour on this very conversation. Brady won those three early. They lose to the Giants, and it was a ten-year gap until yeah. he won again. And there were a lot of people saying, mm-hmm. "Well, Peyton Manning has the stats. Peyton Manning mm-hmm. has two rings. Yeah, Peyton Manning has one ring." Like, so. It wasn't until that second wave of Brady right. and that second wave of Jordan where people were like, all right, they're the GOATs. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mahomes is still in that first wave right now. Maybe there is no second wave. Maybe he just goes straight through, which makes him doing something that neither one of those guys. Yeah, the Brady yeah. thing was different, too, because he, yeah. he won it in this, like, Disney movie. Then the next year, they came back and didn't do anything. And, it, like, he wasn't this athletic phenom. It was just mm. this cool story, and he's ripping them off and winning. Um if Mahomes retires next year to play baseball, I'm retiring too. I don't. We can't have that. We stay, just stay here, Birmingham buddy. Birmingham Barons. Birmingham Barons. Yeah. Toledo Mudhens. Two hundred six. Jordan hit two hundred six. <laughs> yeah. I think. The Barons. It's just, it just. I feel like we're trying so hard to be on the front end of the prediction. Yeah. yeah. To be on the front end because yeah. if he wins two, he wins two. Yeah. You look at Brady and he won three. You said there was a highest in between. Then he won another three. But would you count both of those as almost their own separate dynasties? Like, if you win three yeah, Super Bowls, yes. it's his own. Ten-year gap. So even for Mahomes, like, all right, he wins two. Like, what is the, what is the cutoff? Is it two oh, Super Bowls makes it a dynasty? It, so, like, that's the thing. You have to go so far back in history and look at every year. But then the game has changed so much. So I think to your point is just appreciate greatness when what it's What is he, 27 years old? Yeah. Yeah. 27, four months, 26 days. Brady was 26 (laughs) years and five months, so. Mm -hmm. Okay, we don't even look at these names and the amount of days the person was old until someone's... I know, I love that. And once again, Brady is the standard. (laughs) standard. Hey, uh, nobody knows more about these two than the man who raised them. Oh, yeah. Dad Kelsey. Papa Kelsey joining oh, yeah. the breakfast table later on. We have Avery on Hurts last week and mm-hmm. Dad Kelsey this week. Plus Super Bowl week rolls on. Our good friend, Ross Tucker, who I used to sleep directly, directly next to. Not even making that up. Join us next with his predictions for Sunday's big game. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Next guest, brilliant guy, old friend of the show, great NFL player, media sensation. And around 1998 on PlayStation 1, he used to wreck shop with T. Martin and Jamal Lewis. Trust me, I was on the receiving end. Welcome, Ross Tucker. What's up, Rossi? (laughs) 
Al, what's up, man? It was Al Wilson on defense was the key. Number yeah. 27, Al Wilson on defense. Tore you up, man. Raynock Thompson. That middle linebacker. It was so tough. And Ross would just talk and talk. And then if you started to win, he would punch you. Let's get right into it, Ross. <laughs> DraftKings has the Eagles slightly favored over the Chiefs on Sunday. Close game. Break it down. What is your hashtag X factor in determining Super Bowl 57? What do you got? Well, listen, you know where I'm going to go, right? I'm going to go up front, yep. both sides of the ball. I think we all realize that the Eagles have the best O-line in the league, probably the best D-line in the league. My question, Kyle, is how close are the Chiefs, right? Like They're not terrible up mm. front. In fact, the Chiefs are probably top five up front. They're actually pretty good up front. Is that enough of a difference between the Eagles and the Chiefs to offset the fact that Mahomes is the best player in the world, right? If the Chiefs can bang up front, if they can hang with mm-hmm. the Eagles' big boys and keep it close late, then Mahomes will probably do what Mahomes does. But if the Chiefs just don't have the depth and the bodies to hang with the Eagles' big boys, then I think there's a chance the Eagles win, maybe even by two scores. Roz, it's cute. X's and O's are cute. Numbers, get out of here. Let's talk about food. Yeah! Tuck spreads. It's a it's an international sensation, and it's about game day food. And I am here for all the foods, not just game day, but I guess we have to talk about the ones that you specifically eat on Super Bowl Sunday. Please, give us the must-haves or what I must have for the ultimate Super Bowl spread, because I'll be here. I'll be here at this set eating something. What should be on my plate? Nice. Well, Jamie, obviously wings, enough said there. I'm big on dips. My wife makes an unbelievable buffalo chicken dip. Love that. But here's the thing. If you're going to get like dips like that, you need the chips that have like the built-in cup thing so you can get an excessive amount of guacamole or hummus or buffalo chicken dip Mm. on the chip. And then also get those thin pretzel chips they have at Costco just to be able to change it up a little bit and dip into the buffalo chicken dip there. And then last, I don't even know what you guys call it, where you're from, Jamie, but they're called hoagies, okay? Where I'm from. Get a big party-style hoagie, but do not... Do not let them put mayonnaise on it before they deliver it. Sometimes with party style, they like to already put the condiment on. Let your guests Mm -hmm. or the people on your set, Jamie, choose for themselves Mm -hmm. the right condiment for them. It's very, very important. There is a beauty to how thin the deli meat is sliced in Pennsylvania, and I will not take it away from the state of Pennsylvania. I think it's a fantastic thing for the hoagie, and that is why it's called the hoagie. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I'm currently being inspired by Ross Tucker to make a barbecue-flavored um, hoagie, I guess, for the Super Bowl. I sure. I want to do that. Barbecue I'm in. Hoagie. I'm in. Listen, Ross knows the hoagies. We used to come back from Hoagie Haven at Princeton, New Jersey at like 3 in the morning, and we would have like <laughs> six hoagies lined up, and then Ross would go to like check his computer, and you would take his sandwiches and hide them, and like not tell him where it is, and he would just start punching people. Yeah. Just do not get between him and his hoagies. Ross, do you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> Ross punched uh, I think wow. about Hoagie Haven way, way too much. Absolutely <laughs> delicious. You so, know, I, that's my, one of the things I want to do sometime, Kyle. I want to go to every Every college, mm-hmm. and I want yep. like where Shrags went, where Jamie went. Tell me the place I need to go and eat something. Mm-hmm. Like I want to go to yeah, like I'd at Princeton, to... New Jersey, where we went. It's Hokey yeah. Haven. I would love to do yeah. that at almost every college. I try to do that when I'm calling games all fall. It's smart. Long before there was Chipotle or Qdoba, there was a place called Willie's Burritos down in Atlanta, where I probably put on seventy pounds. <laughs> 
And they were delicious. And I was like, hey, this whole burrito craze, it Willie's. might take off. 20 years later, Chipotle, uh, the stock is through the roof. All right, yes. anyway, back to DraftKings here. Super Bowl happy hour offer this week on the app. What is it? Tell us about it. And how can others take advantage, Ross? Well, Shrakes, Jamie was talking about me being an international sensation for the tuck spreads. I also like me some happy hours now, okay? I, I'm big into happy yeah. hour. And all week, DraftKings, from 6 to 9 p.m. Eastern time, they'll have a certain special boost, which is amazing. Like yesterday, it was either Miles Sanders or Jalen Hurts to score a touchdown. Now, usually that's like priced at minus 170. If you don't know that stuff, I'll explain. Yesterday, during the boost, it was even money. It was plus 100. So it's basically like DraftKings is like giving out free money. They're giving you much better odds all week. So make sure you're on your DraftKings Sportsbook app, 6 to 9 p.m. Eastern time all week. You can only get the boost during those three hours. Okay, that's the key three-hour window. That's when you get the boost. Before you go, Rossi, uh, Whitworth was on the show earlier. He likes the Eagles in this game. Which way are you leaning? Mm. Yeah, I think I'm going to lean to the Eagles as well. It's interesting, right? I think the Eagles have the best team. I think, I mean, look, if they win, they're 17-1 with Jalen Hurts. And next yeah, week on yeah, Good Morning yeah. Football, you guys are talking about, are the Eagles one of the best teams ever if the Eagles win this ah. one? Mahomes is the best player. But here's what's wild, right? It feels like over the years, the better team beats the best player. It's rare that the MVP's team wins the Super Bowl. We always go into these games and think, oh, man, if it's close late, Mahomes, he's the best player. I'm going to go with the best team. I think they've been the best team all year. I think they have the best roster. I think the Eagles win their second Super Bowl in the last five years. How you feel? Good. Let's go get a dollar then. Turn me up, don't turn me down, baby! Yeah, baby! Let's go, energy rule! Bring each other energy, boys! Together, baby, family on two, one, two! After we kick their ass, let's do this! Let's go, boy! Let me get some! Ah. I hit him with the bing bing, and then just go. Just go. (laughs) Pretty sexy, man. Pretty sexy. (laughs) Turn it up a notch! Turn it up a notch! Let's go. How bad do we want it now? Why are you jumping outside on silent count? Give me Batman! I can live in this moment right here. Hungry dogs run fast. Fight! Far right! Departed! Love you, bud. Where is the nearest wall? Because I want to run through it after right. watching that mic'd up video <laughs> edit. That is fantastic. So those are the Kelsey brothers. They are playing against each other in Super Bowl 57. And our next guest is one proud dad. Both of his sons will be suiting up in that game in Arizona this weekend. Please give a warm welcome to the legend himself, Mr. Ed Kelsey. What up, Ed? How you doing, guys? Good morning, Great. football. We are awesome. I've, yeah. Good I've arrived. You, I, Mr. I, I am. We were just giving you your moment. Football, we appreciate yeah. your enthusiasm. Yeah. Oh, this is this is great. This is great. I mean, I That's watch the show. Let's get into it. It's every day, pretty much. It's. Just, Mm. All right. We appreciate that so much, your your viewership and your attentiveness to it. So let's talk about your boys. They have two of the biggest personalities in the NFL today. They are must-watch television. But you've been watching them since they were little kids, babies. What's one story that comes to mind that we get to see it as adults, but take us back to raising Jason and Travis Kelsey? Uh, I'm going to go back maybe five and seven years old, six and eight, something like that. Went to a... 
you know, one of the, to get a haircut, to get them both haircuts at like a best cut or something. And they're, you know, we're sitting down and we're waiting our turn and there's another couple of kids and their mom are sitting there. And Travis picks up one of the fashion magazines and opens it up and there's some woman, you know, they got a woman in there that's all decked out and he starts laughing at it. And then Jason picks one up and opens it and he starts laughing at that. And I'm trying to tell these guys, keep it down, quiet, behave yourselves. But they start giggling and it just gets infectious. Next thing I know, they're picking up everything and laughing at it. The, 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 the other kids that are waiting to get a haircut start laughing. Then the mom starts laughing. Then some of the hairdressers start laughing. And I'm kind of laughing and threatening, you know, you're kind of half laughing, half going, you guys are going to get it now. You better stop that right now. <laughs> and that's the way, that's the way they were their entire life. That's the way they've always been. And that's what you see on that podcast. Yeah. And we watch the podcast, listen to the podcast, and it's obviously not only just brothers, but they're huge personalities and they really play off each other so well. Travis's personality, we knew it right out of the gates as a tight end that was scoring touchdowns and dancing in the end zone. But the rest of the world got to know Jason's quite a bit when he put the whole league on notice during that Super Bowl parade in the Mummers costume. What was your reaction to Jason's speech and the costume? And did you know this was coming that morning beforehand, or did this one surprise you like the rest of us? Oh, it surprised me. I had no idea. I mean, I didn't even think the parade was going to be that big a deal. I mean, I, I stayed in, I was in Cleveland, lived in Cleveland then, and I didn't come to Philly for the parade. Uh, when I first saw the outfit, uh, I had known a little bit about the Mummers because I, I had heard about them and uh, it actually wanted to go on, you know, some New Year's morning. I wanted to forget about New Year's Eve, go on New Year's morning with the Mummers and, and watch that stuff. Uh, it was awesome. It was 100% Jason. It's, uh, it, uh, you know, the chip on the shoulder, the, and, you know, in your face attitude. I'm tired of it. I could have used with a lot less F bombs. I remember uh, thinking at the time, there's a lot of families out, a lot of families, a lot of kids out here. Uh, nobody agrees with me on that. <laughs> so, but aside from that, uh, no, I didn't know. I didn't know ahead of time. Uh, and it was the perfect speech. Uh, I think he has a couple of regrets. I think there's a couple of guys he wish he had mentioned that he didn't. Mm. But other than that, he uh, that was uh, that was that was total Jason. A mm. perfect speech it was, and these guys have been perfect throughout their lives. You've been a father to them, and you've watched some incredible things, not only on the field, but you've seen a reality TV show, now a wildly successful podcast. There's even a Christmas album. What has it been like <laughs> watching these two guys succeed off the field in all the endeavors that they're doing? All these guys get opportunities here and there. Uh, Jason and Travis have both given been given a lot of opportunities. I think the the coolest thing is to watch their interaction on some of the uh, some of their foundation stuff. You know, Jason very involved with the autism community, raising money for that. Uh, certainly, the Christmas album, the underdog stuff, that is all geared towards getting money to uh, to. The parents that are disadvantaged that that need a little extra help in and around the Philly area. Uh, I think one of the one of the earliest pictures I have of Jason is uh, oh had to be fourth fifth year in the league. Connor Barwin 
and he were were building a playground. We're part of a group building a playground, and he's sitting down. You got these three little girls with paintbrushes painting his face, his beard, and everything. Mm. Uh, that's one of my favorite pictures. Uh, one of my favorite times watching Travis was, you know, he did the stuff for the ignition lab for the for the high school age kids, but he also prior to that had built a robotics lab that the middle schoolers were at and to go in there and watch him play with those kids with the robots and everything. It was just, it was just, it's just wonderful. I mean, that's all that's, it, it was just so cool to watch stuff like that. It really is. And it's cool that all the people are hearing this story now because your two sons are going to be together on the biggest stage. And Ed, there's been so much love between the two of them for years up to and including last night at opening night. And yet, I want to hear the story. There's a legendary tale about the first time that Jason and Travis got into a fight. And Jason punched Travis on the basketball court. Travis body slammed him in the house. And apparently you were caught up in it and nearly got injured breaking it up. What happened? Well, I didn't actually get injured. That was that was kind of a plan. I was always, I didn't really care. They could beat the hell out of each other. It wouldn't bother me at all. What I don't want is I don't want somebody's head, I don't want somebody's head hitting on a countertop. Okay, I don't want I don't want somebody's head, you know, hitting the ground and cracking on the edge of a brick that's lighting a fire, you know, that's that's a flower bed. Okay, uh, they got in this fight out in the out in the yard. Uh, they came in the house. The fight continued. They got tangled up together. I'm looking around the kitchen, looking at all this stuff that you know somebody could get hurt. Okay, I mean, you know, beat each other's faces, and I'm fine with that. But I don't want I don't want I don't want to be going to the emergency room with a cracked head. And so yeah. I just grabbed them both while they're tangled up with each other and just took us all to the ground. And as I hit the ground, I just screamed on oh, my back. Now there wasn't anything wrong with me, that, but that changed the whole dynamic right there. Suddenly the emphasis mm-hmm. wasn't on kicking your brother's butt, the emphasis was on, oh my dad's hurt. Wait a minute. Mm-hmm. You know, so they both stopped fighting right away. They helped me up and and uh you know, problem solved. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Kelsey, that's, that's, that's true good. gamesmanship. Yeah. I mean, you had the one up there, and yeah. that's the way to play it. Um, well, unfortunately, we don't get to see them directly beat the crap out of each other. Those are right. your words, not ours, uh, on Sunday. But we've had a hell of a time getting to know these two guys and see them on the ultimate stages this weekend. Once again, congratulations, Mr. Kelsey, to see your boys Thank playing you very much. 57. Thank you very much. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Welcome back to Good Morning Football. One of the best young players in the league. Possibly the best nickname in league history. Mm. You guys know him as Sauce Gardner. He's up for Defensive Rookie of the Year. Ladies and gentlemen, give a warm welcome to Sauce. What up, Sauce? Let's go, Sauce. (laughs) What's going on, man? I appreciate y'all for having me, man. I appreciate y'all for having me, for sure. Uh, we appreciate you coming in. I know you had the Pro Bowl last week. A ton going on. But, I mean, you were incredible this season just as a rookie. 
coming in as a corner, going against other teams' best wide receivers and locking them down. And for that, you're up for Defensive Rookie of the Year. I need you to tell the people why you deserve to win the honor this year. Well, I would probably say the main reason is because, you know, I stepped in and had to play a big role, you know, when it came to changing the defense, you know what I mean, uh, as a rookie. I would probably say that's the main reason, you know, besides the accolades, like I could just say, you know, I'm an all-pro or whatever, but that's not, it's, it's bigger than that. It's more of a team thing, you know, being able to just go out there with my brothers and just, you know, go out there every Sunday and give it my all. You know, they expected a lot of, a lot of me, and I feel like uh, I lived up to the ex- expectations, you know, uh, did my thing. Top five pick, and you were worth every single second of that selection. Uh, Sauce, we have fun on this show, and we're sitting at a table, and it's air conditioning, and we've got fancy clothes on, and we talk about who's got the belt, and we are allowed to debate who's the best. The strap. Who's got it? And for years, it was Jalen Ramsey. Before him, it was probably Patrick Peterson. There was Revis before him, Dion, Daryl Green. Champ. Champ Bailey's in the comp. Sauce, first year in the league. First team All-Pro, likely the Defensive Rookie of the Year. Yep. Is there anybody in the sport better than you at cornerback right now? Uh, I don't know, man. I really, I really just focus on myself, man. You know, I don't really, you know, watch what other people got going on and try to just compare myself to others. You know, I'm just competing with myself and just trying to, you know, perfect my craft every day. So, you know, that's for y'all to decide, man. That's for the media. You know, uh, I just try to do my job, you know, at, at the highest level. Rookie handling that perfectly. Really handling it perfectly. Maybe even defensive rookie of the year. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Sauce, if you win it, it honors, and you win defensive rookie of the year. Have you given any thought what you're going to say? Like, what, what's your acceptance speech going to be like? Uh, nah, I really haven't thought about it, man. You know, reality, be it take a long time to hit me for real. So, I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm most likely not going to write anything. It's going to be something that got to be natural and off the, you know, on, on, on my heart. And it's going to be off my heart. You know what I mean? So, but I don't know. Sauce, I, I had a quick question about the fact that we're addressing you as Sauce today. Because mm-hmm. uh, you are Ahmad Gardner. Teammates and people in the league said he has to earn his nickname back, which we all kind of loved you in college football, calling you Sauce Gardner. You think it took too much time for you to earn Sauce back? Just enough time? Or did they give it to you too quick? I feel like they gave they gave me the name when I was supposed to get it. You know what I mean? I don't feel like it took them too long or it happened too quick. I feel like uh, it was the perfect time for real. You know, but like like I said, I feel like I met the expectations. You know, I had a pretty good camp, pretty decent season. So, you know, I feel like it was meant for me to get the nickname. All right, well, you got the name and you've got the game, but we don't know necessarily who the quarterback is. Sauce. A lot of, lot of gossip, a lot of rumors. You even had a tweet that was taken down. What do you make of the Rodgers to Jets rumors? I don't know, man. I, have, I was trolling. I woke up trolling that day, man. You know? <laughs> I woke up trolling that day. I can't speak on it too, too much, but, you know, I know, you know, I know a little something about, about something, but I ain't, I ain't going to say too much. 
Keep trolling. He knows a little something about something, but he's not going to say much. He gets to keep it close to the vest. He's authentic, all right? That just like his defensive rookie of the year. Mm. Keep us talking. Let the media do what we do. Um, Sauce, I'm trying your style on for size here. You've partnered up with Tums to showcase. I know, these things are great. I actually do eat these. Um, With their new word-guessing game, Tums Wordy, ahead of the big game. Tell us uh, a little bit about how fans can play this game and what they can win. First and foremost, you know, I just got to say, like, with a name like Sauce, you know, I always enjoy competition on game day. And that's why I'm teaming up with Tums uh, on their new word guess game. Tums Wordy, you know, um, for this year's big game. You know, fans can play for some fun and relief and a chance to win a pe- more than 99000 in cash and prizes, including a $57,000 grant prize. You know, uh, all they got to do is go to www.tumsworthy.com. Beginning January 30th, where that already passed, you know, to sign up for free and get ready for game day. Tom's wordy. There you go. Thanks, Sauce Gardner. We appreciate you so Rogers. much. I know. What he said, I know, a couple, I know something. Rogers loves Tom's. He loves, no, I That's can't good. put that on there. Sauce, what do you got on Rogers? No, if you, don't, you don't have to answer him, Sauce, if you don't want to. Peter Schrager. Yeah, no, I, you're I, right. I, don't, I don't really got too much. I don't <laughs> All right, we appreciate you, Sauce. Enjoy honors, first time through everything, and Good you're luck. handling There's it great. Thanks, man. Appreciate, appreciate you. Awesome kid. I know, right? You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.